You're listening to Equipped, the podcast that turns gaming concepts into life lessons. I'm your host, Isa Gonzalez, and each week, I'll show you different ways you can clear quests, fight boss battles, and level up, not only in-game, but also in real life. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Gaming. And today, I'm kind of excited because we're going to tackle a topic that has never been brought up yet on the show, which is all about gaming and investing. And you guys know I'm not a financial expert whatsoever, and so obviously I'm not just going to be here you know, talking about finances. But luckily, we are joined by someone who is a lot more knowledgeable in that aspect. And so today with me is Matthew Alamar. Not only is he a gamer, but he is also a financial planner and a financial consultant. So hey there, Matthew. Welcome to Equipped. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, Isa. Hi to the listeners of the Equipped podcast. I'm Matt and uh, I'm a gamer. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that's like the best intro. I'm just like a gamer, like straight to the point. (laughs) And so I'm so excited to ask you because again, like we've never discussed finances or investing on this show. But before we get into the meat of the episode, like how long have you been a financial consultant? And what actually encouraged you to be one? It's not that long yet. I've started in 2019. Um, I went back from working overseas. Oh. Uh, I actually tried to be one <laughs> from from UAE, but the licenses and all those stuff won't mix with what's available with the Philippines. So I went back and that's when I started. It's been three years. It's been a very fruitful three years for me. And uh, I've been interested in the finance side of things ever since. But... Uh, a certain family emergency tragedy uh, happened and that made me look at my finances more mm. and that got me into the finance world. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a, that's a happy start of a, of a normal podcast. Oh, no. But yeah, my, my, my story started with a financial emergency from the family and uh, that's how I started. Don't be sorry about that. Oh my gosh, that's your story. You don't have <laughs> you don't have to apologize for that. But so you said you became one in 2019, but before that, have you always had this interest for the finances or like personal finance? Uh finances, yes. Personal finance, that's more of a different story. <laughs> I was interested in finance as a whole, but I wasn't really that diligent in tracking my own Mm -hmm. and that's when I started to be more uh, involved personally right right okay that that makes sense though (laughs) and so that's sort of like a glimpse at your financial background and now obviously we do want to know also your gaming background and so (laughs) when did you first actually start gaming religiously now this one is will take you back longer Definitely than 2019. (laughs) (laughs) I first started, if if you're going to rule out games outside the house, uh, I first had my, I don't know, what would you call this online? It's not online yet, but it's a console. 
I was five years old. Wow. So that was nine. That's early. Ninety-eight. <laughs> yeah, that's nineteen ninety-eight. So don't do the math. <laughs> but that's nineteen ninety-eight, and that's when I started the gaming. It wasn't my my own. And that was something that my uncle let me borrow or let me play when I come to their house. And that got me hooked, interested, and really looking forward to every weekend that I could come back and play on his console. Wow. What were some of the the games that you remembered enjoying back then? Most vivid ones would be the old NBA games where it's like, Looking back, it's like ridiculous graphics, but <laughs> at that time, it was the best you could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had fighting games, madalas, yung, yung, I, I, Marvel vs. Capcom, things like this. So the games that we could play together. And then the the, the classics like Zelda and um, what do you call this one? Yung, yung, you get to cook. Harvest. Harvest Moon. Yeah, yeah, Harvest Moon. Nice, nice. So it's a wide variety of games there. And the answer to my next question, I already know, but this is for the listeners. What are the games that you're currently into now? Now that you're older? Uh, that one, I told you before, I'm, <laughs> I consider myself a loyalist <laughs> once I uh, once I like a game. I Until the developers cut it off, I'll go into, <laughs> I'm going to play that. So that's, that. for me, that's Dota. I've been in it for even from Dota 1 now to Dota 2. And recently I've taken up on playing Valorant, then, but that's because I have friends who play the same game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just uh, those two games that you're really focused on now? Uh, NBA on the side. That's that's my mm-hmm. personal oh, you it's know, still my, there. My time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. So obviously, like with Matt, he has like a wide, wide variety of gaming experiences under his belt but i i I sort of want to explain why i actually invited matt to the podcast and if you guys don't know there's this group on facebook it's called ready to adult ph and if you're someone that loves you know personal development entrepreneurship you love learning about that it is such a great place to be because there's so many people there sharing their stories and just like sharing their resources their insights it's amazing go go there and just like see the comments it's it's a fruitful place but the thing with Matt is I actually ended up seeing one of his posts on uh, within the group. And it was so amazing to me because the title of the post was like seven reasons why gamers become great investors. And I was like, wow, like it was my first time to see someone relate gaming to investing. And so like when I was going through his post, I was like, oh, my gosh. All of these make sense to me because like, obviously, again, with this podcast, that's what we like to do, right? And so I knew that I had to eventually ask him to, you know, share his insights here. And today, I'm so lucky that he finally is here. And so Matt, like, could you sort of retell the story of how you decided to make that post in the first place? Uh, that's that's a content that I've been putting off for a long time. I've been uh, <laughs> really, I've been really brainstorming Why? on that one. Yeah, how I could present that because uh, the root or the real reason why I posted that is that gamers often have the bad end of the stick. You know, you, you get misunderstood. Yeah, there's this negative connotation that if you're gaming, you're wasting time. Mm, I mean, I think. Yeah. Majority of that is from before, 
but now gaming is a bit more accepted it's uh it's in the even in sea games diba? um you see this multi-million dollar tournaments now but there's still this deep-seated thinking about people who just quote-unquote just play games and uh, i think What's being overlooked is the value that you get from gaming. Um, I try to relate that not just to finance, but to a person's behavior and uh, the lessons that I got mm. from there. I, I tried to to use all the games that I'm familiar with. So <laughs> in this day and age, there's going to be people who would just say, disprove you or counter make counter arguments. So mm-hmm. uh, what held me off is I wanted to use games that I know. That I've been playing, so that when when people say, "Yeah, hey, I didn't get any," but I can say, "Yeah, I've been playing that game, and I know what happens in that right. game." So, yeah, nice. And so, yung post na to, like it it took several games for you to you know come up with all the insights, or parang they all came from just one game. Ah, uh, there there are different games, and I don't know. Um, if you're familiar with the Gallop Strengths. It's not about the content itself, but it's more about um, me second-guessing myself. But yeah, uh, I had a lot of games. All of these are games I've played in the past, and most of them are still games I play now. And I got different aspects of the game and related it to to real life and investing behavior and things like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like going back to the game that you mentioned, what is like one specific uh, lesson that you got from that game and what uh, which part of it was included in the post? I think that's one of the delay <laughs> delay factors also is choosing what to include out of the many lessons that I, mm, you, you can yeah. get <laughs> uh, and the, the roster of games you can include, you know. So yun yung isa sa mga delays in that. But... Uh, like I've said, loyalist at heart. So Dota 2 is there. And <laughs> it, it, it's there. I could make the 7 from Dota 2. But uh, what I put there was gamers seek out, connect, and collaborate with allies. Just, you know, like we like now, we're connecting with each other. And in in life and in investing, we do the same. And in, especially in games, we learn the value of teamwork and collaboration. So that's one. And uh, I could go on for a lot more, but maybe you have <laughs> questions that would tackle those. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of cool that you included that because, again, the context of your post was all about investing and really financial mm-hmm. stuff. And I'll also make sure to link down that post in the description box so everyone else can see what we're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to that post, like, why do you think it's important that when it comes to finances, we also consider the people that can either help us with that or sort of people that can sort of set us on the right track with our finances? First things first, our level. You, 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 if, you, if you're into games, you know that people start off as beginners. And once you start off mostly in, in games that involve other people, some have been playing longer than you. Some have, some are higher level than you. And some quests just becomes easier when you have these people with you. And the second aspect is that are you in, have you played RPG games or 
Do you like playing RPG games? Oh yeah, I love RPGs. Uh, I love RPGs. That's like the the first genre ah, that okay. I always go to. Well, okay. What's your favorite RPG game? Maybe I could draw references Ooh. from that. Oh, hey, that's a tricky question because um, I think all of the games that are popping into my mind are just from recency <laughs> biased. Oh. But the first RPG that comes to mind is Elden Ring, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. I think Elden yeah. Ring relates more to the first point because I tried that and I've tried yeah. leeching, <laughs> leeching off my, my friend who is already <laughs> high level and Same. I'm standing at the back and he's doing all the work for me. So <laughs> I think that one relate, relates more to that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, on to the second point. Uh, let's say uh, you have these games that you have different roles like, right? Uh, the priest the the healer the wizard uh, swordsman archer and things like mm-hmm. this um when you have a goal in that game you can't all be swordsmen you can't all be wizards you can't all be frontliners you can't all be glass cannons at the back right so if different people play different roles different characteristics different um stats attributes skills all of this combined all of this like synergize together to form a, a unit to help you and your, your group achieve that goal. Okay, some people go unorthodox and make an all-swordsman team, but that requires a lot more skill, that requires a lot more uh, effort, and that requires a lot more, um, what do you call it, imagination. So in investing is the same. Uh, we must be open to helping, uh, seeking help. Receiving help from people who have this a wide array of experience, uh, different skills, different backgrounds that could help us in our investing journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can relate to that because actually, something that I did in the past, sort of, I thought that I could learn everything about personal finance on my own. As in new tipong, I. I collected all the books that I could collect. I listened to podcasts about finance. I watched YouTube videos. I t- I took down notes. Basically, I wanted to do it alone. Mm-hmm. But then there was like this point, I think it was in 2021. Parang yun ang yara is I ended up investing first. Like that's the first thing I ever mm-hmm. did when I started getting a job and like my salary was so low, but I still decided to invest. And I was like, after a month, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, wala nang pera. Wala nang pera para dito. <laughs> teka lang, teka lang, parang mali ato yung ginagawa yeah. ko. And so that mm-hmm. was when really I had to sort of take a step back and kind of think like what am I actually doing and like am I really capable of just learning all of this on my own and so um, that's sort of when I realized that oh, nga, parang, I, I, I do need someone else to sort of guide me through this and um, I haven't I haven't gone back to investing since because yun nga, I now know that I sort of have different financial priorities that I have to settle first but going back to the topic of investing, because earlier you mentioned something about how you sort of take into consideration the investor's behavior. Mm-hmm. And sa, sa time mo as a financial consultant and, you know, helping people with investing, what do you think is the most common mistake that you've noticed um, people make when it comes mm-hmm. to investing? I'd relate this one to gaming because it's just as prevalent in gaming and investing. And it's, I think, it's overconfidence. Ooh. When you're on a when you when you're on a hot streak, you know, you're on a killing spree. You're you're slaying 
enemies left and right, your body bagging PvP players. You feel like you could take on anything and you just you just couldn't lose. And that's where the time someone comes in and whacks off your head and like you're left there thinking, why did I do that stupid thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, also tied up with that is when you get overconfident, in your mind, you eliminate the possibility of being wiped out. And that happens a lot, not just in games, but also in real life. And uh, the dangerous part of that process is that in real life, there is hardly any save point or checkpoint or respawn point. And you could only get wiped out one, two, or three times in life before your finances take a toll, uh, especially if you're older. Uh, It's hard to reset. It's not like a game. Uh, You just boot it up again and try again. So that's, I think, one of the most common mistakes or behaviors that I see in parallel to gamers and um, investors alike. I love how you mentioned the whole checkpoint thing because it reminds Mm -hmm. me of one of my previous solo episodes. It's called... Uh, no response allowed. Um, it was mostly mm-hmm. about death in general, but I briefly mentioned finances there. And obviously, since I'm, I'm not a financial advisor or anything, <laughs> I didn't dabble into that too much. But now I think we can. And yeah, it's true that it really just only takes one bad financial moment, one medical bill to really set us off for a long time especially mm-hmm. if we're not prepared for that thing to happen. And it's a reality that it, it's just possible to happen to anyone. And with this sort of overconfidence, if you, if my lumapit sa'yo and then you start to notice that parang medyo overconfident nga siya, what's, what, how do you usually bring it up or make that person aware of their overconfidence? How do I make a person aware? I... I have, uh, what do you call this, real-life stories. I have real-life experiences. I have consent from previous people, uh, sorry, previous experiences of the people I've coached who they've let me share their stories as stories as well to serve as reminders. So sometimes I see patterns, you see habits that at the end of the, the road, it could lead to the same result or the same behaviors that, became the downfall of the the other people. So when I sense or when I see these habits or uh, the overconfidence from a person like saying, I don't need that, it's not going to happen to me, I'm growing on a rapid pace and that thing would just slow me down, things like that. I bring in these stories, I bring in these experiences to ground them like tell them, uh, yeah, it's good that uh, okay, performance more. It's good that you're you're having these kinds of successes now, but challenges are part of life. And if you're not equipped, yeah, owe to the podcast. If you're not <laughs> equipped with the right tools, you know, equipment or even the right what do you call the safety net, then that could spell the end of your otherwise successful investing journey. Yeah. And the people that you usually tell that to or tell those stories to, how do they usually respond? Is there <laughs> is it like they're open or there's usually some restraint? <laughs> uh, if you've been on a party with, with someone who's dominating, if you tell them to stop killing for a while, would they be happy to, to take 
the advice uh, most often they they won't like the the advice mm-hmm. so that takes a little bit of work to get there but you know you cannot force someone you can just bring them to the big picture you can bring them to possibility that they they consider and the action would come from them most of the time uh the more you force someone the more they become reluctant or even do the opposite right mm-hmm. so you, you can you, there's a there's a line then that you don't have to kind of force them or coerce them <laughs> to, into doing things there are also times that they won't listen and that's just part of the of the process uh some some people just really want to leave things to chance and that's how they live and it's a, and it's and I, I respect that so that's the kind of lifestyle they they want to to live so yeah uh not everyone i tell the advice to takes it but i'm happy for those who learn how to slow down yeah i totally agree thank you for bringing up how you can't really change someone that doesn't want to change at all or doesn't really mm-hmm. see what they're doing is sort of negatively impacting their life in a way because uh, it's true and like i said then earlier parang it was only until um it's only until like you have a first-hand experience uh, with something <laughs> some that people you start to... need to experience it to to have that realization yeah and, and it's kind of i mean like that's the most effective way to get someone to realize that they need to change. But also at the same time, it's like, what if it's too late for them yeah. to, you know, make better changes, right? That's the scary part too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's again, it's it's possible to happen is if we if we just wait and sort of not prepare at all. And so, for example, if there's someone that is actually willing to, you know, to take your advice, what are some of like the small small next steps that you guys do when it comes to investing that sort of helps them get back on track? I, I would relate that to games, but then uh, if they're really clueless about what they're doing, maybe they skip the tutorial, you know? Mm, so we yeah. sometimes we just want to jump on it. We see it. We want to learn from just exploring the controls, but sometimes we it doesn't hurt to check the manual to to use the tutorial for a while just get familiarized with it so if i be relating that to what i do i do discovery calls so we start with where you are where you are now what you're doing uh, where do you where do you want to be what's the gap that we need to close for you to get there and then what are steps we could take how's your habits how you're spending habits saving habits it's a thorough check of what we're dealing with it before we deploy or craft a strategy to, to to reach that and then we build small habits uh it's some people want to get there fast but the the endurance part is very important the habit building part is important because sa games kasi we we like the the adrenaline rush and Ano eh, yung parang one time hit big time we hit the we hit the high score alam yun. Uh, that's all. There's also danger in that if you're just looking for speed. And then we look into resource management. I think games have a lot of um, contributions to how I look at resource management. Depending lahat bigay mo sa early game, di mo lama, di ba? May late game pa, may mid game pa. Yeah, and then just accepting that 
may may merong goals, merong tasks may, that you need to reach a certain level. So, pa-level ka muna. Maybe start small, maybe start slow until your expertise or experience is enough to take on the riskier uh, investments. Yeah, things like that. Wow. I've Wait, <laughs> I'm so happy that you're on this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. Everything that you just said, these are like personal notes that I have on my laptop. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're just taking off everything that... <laughs> That I would eventually want to bring up on this podcast. And I love it. I Oh my gosh, hold on. Yung tutorials part, uh-huh. that, is, that is something that I love. Because it's like you sort of have to self-assess almost. And yeah. I, I agree. There, there are a lot of people that love skipping the tutorials. And I am personally <laughs> someone that too, loves so. <laughs> to go through the tutorials. Oh, oh really? Opposite. Really? Okay, I'm guilty of uh, yung tutorial part. Especially <laughs> when... The game comes from a hype game, you know. If you see those highlights, ah. you see the the amazing things people are doing. You want to skip and go straight to what they're doing already, but you forgot that they had a learning curve to get there. They had to practice to do those things. But no, you have this illusion of yeah, I'm uh, I can do pro things just like them. I just download yeah. the game and do it and then fail. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're you're literally saying everything that's in my head. I'm shook. I'm out of words. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Okay, I should okay. stop maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, that's the last thing you should be doing. <laughs> Please keep going. Oh my gosh. Okay, I totally agree. And I think, yeah, there's a clear correlation now between like that overconfidence or sort of that ego aspect of it all thinking that you don't need help or thinking that you know everything that you need to know and yeah that's that's how I felt with investing I thought I could do it as soon as possible but nope that was a bad decision for (laughs) me and so yeah I I love everything that you brought up something else that stood out to me is um, resource management that was actually my favorite part in the post that you mm-hmm. created, you seven reasons why gamers become great mm-hmm. investors. And that's actually the, the the second part that I wanted to to tackle um, nice. in this episode. Uh, and like since you already brought uh, it up, I guess we could go there because like resource management is such a big thing for me personally. Um, not just mm-hmm. in games. Like I'm always the one that wants to make sure that I have enough resources, I I collect all of the tools possible before venturing out or before getting attacked by all the monsters out there. Like Mm -hmm. I really want to be prepared before I leave my base. And so in the context of finances and investing and just like for you then as like an individual, what is your own definition of resource management? My own definition? I think it's just knowing when and what to spend on, when to spend it, and how to divide the gold. <laughs> I'm doing games now. So uh, the gold <laughs> or money that you have to make sure that the other objectives won't suffer. That's resource management. That's being intentional with spending. Ooh. Again, you just... 
I love intentionality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up today. <laughs> and so, like, you know, with that definition of knowing what what objectives you wanna wanna reach and sort of understanding what needs to be allocated for what specific thing first. Why do you think now there are still quite a lot of people that end up um, mismanaging their resources? I went over overconfidence, but that's still a factor. So I won't go too much on that. Number one. Number two is I, if I could relate it to overconfidence, maybe the ego part is there as well. Because if you're getting, I don't know, styled on by a player, you just want to get back at him. Um, so, pwede mm, yung yeah. character mo is a late game character and you're just getting like warmed early. I just want to show that I can So, spending the resources that you would later need and then spending it now or spending it early para lang, alam mo yun, you could keep up uh, would sacrifice kung ano yung role mo talaga. So, that's one I think, parang you, some people just want to try to keep up an image to please people that they don't even need to please. Mm, and that gets yeah. in the way of resource management because it should be resources that, are allo- that would be or should be allocated to more important things. So I, overconfidence naman would tell you, De, okay, lang yan, I still have time or... Okay lang yan, kaya ko pa tong hatiin, mm-hmm, yeah. or magagawin ko pa to ng paraan, but you could then divide zero. <laughs> Di ba? Pag when, when it hits zero, there's no dividing zero. How would you manage zero? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like with the ego thing, it's sort of it's sort of related to lifestyle inflation rin, no? Mm-hmm. Lifestyle inflation, I have something, I, I don't know. I have a lot of unfinished content, but I'd like to share it here. I think lifestyle inflation is inevitable. Ooh. I've never heard that before. That's interesting. Expansion. Sorry. Lifestyle expansion or inflation. It's in, it's inevitable. But you have to be intentional on what part you're in you're inflation inflating or expanding, making sure that it's you're expanding it because you want to expand it or because it it adds value to you. Not because of, you know, through approval of others or parang it's what people are dictating or it's what it's what the hype is telling you. But in a way, I think as you earn, my parts of your lifestyle talaga that would expand. It's just that hopefully you're intentional about that area that you're trying to expand. Wow, that's that's amazing. You're the first person that I've heard put a different twist to it because all this time I just always thought of lifestyle inflation or lifestyle expansion as a bad thing mm-hmm. because I don't know that's just what I see on uh, like yeah. social media and with advice people give. But now that you put it that way, it's actually it can be a good thing, but yeah, it just comes be. down to what you actually do. Mhm. I'll give you an example for this. Uh. Uh, I I wrote an old article about this. If you're someone who started off with a, I don't know, saktong income lang, and you had to sacrifice things to get by, let's say, paglabas mo ng bahay, you have to walk like 20 minutes to get to the bus and don't ride uh, a UV, you, you ride an ordinary bus that takes a longer time to fill up bago malis. So you'll be allocating, I don't know, three 
four hours of travel. And then time came, tumas yung income mo. People say, pag tumas income mo, keep your expenses the same. But time is also important part of life. Uh-huh. So wouldn't you spend a little bit extra to go for the UV and then take a tricycle home if that would mean you could get more meaningful things done with the time you save? So from outside, that's already lifestyle inflation. But it's a quality of life upgrade that allows you to do better things and take care of yourself more. So dun pa lang, parang it wouldn't be negative if you do that lifestyle inflation part, diba? Mm-hmm. Yeah, quality of life upgrade. I love that. I Again, I, this is the first time someone has tried to explain lifestyle inflation to me in a positive light. Thank you for bringing that up because in my head, like so many things are just changing. <laughs> this is cool. This is cool. I love it. Quality of life upgrade because actually, yeah, it ju- it does justify some choices that people make mm-hmm. when they sort of choose the convenience side of things, even though it's a bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because the convenience sort of makes up for the time that you can gain to eventually do more productive or helpful things that can you know Mm -hmm. contribute more to your life and that makes sense i can't believe this is the first time someone is bringing this up like (laughs) how is how is what like more people should be talking about this because Uh. i feel like there's this um or at least i i think i'm just speaking for myself here I've always tried to not increase my expenses or like I feel there's a part of me that feels bad wherein I start to notice that I'm spending more and more every month. Because like, I've gotten to the point where I track my expenses every month. Na, and mm-hmm. just this past year alone, I've noticed that I've been spending more and more every month. But then when I look back to the actual expenses that I made, parang, to me, it made sense. Mm-hmm. That parang, it's not like me splurging on things that are unnecessary. But then there's still a part of me that feels bad in a way. But now that you're explaining lifestyle expansion, relating it to quality of life upgrade, I mean, it just, it makes sense. So thank you. Thank you so Welcome. much for, <laughs> for giving us another perspective on that. It's Oh my gosh, I'm just mind blown right now. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing this on the podcast. I'm extremely honored that I'm thankful to um, you shared that story. <laughs> Space and I to hope, share that. Yeah, I hope you get to talk more about it on like your own platforms too, because I think a lot of people need to hear about it a lot more. Yeah, this is amazing. And like going back to sort of because we're still on the topic of resource management. You mentioned earlier something about how um, some people are like late game characters while some are still very early on into Mm -hmm. the game. Why do you think some people sort of struggle with playing or playing the long game or sort of like rushing that process? Like they want to be that late game Mm. character again, but they're just like, they're not in that space yet. Like the level one character challenging the final boss <laughs> and thinking why, yeah, thinking, thinking why, and things like this. But I think that's one of the most important things to remember. The process takes into account the like in games you log or you clock in hours 
before you read that. People who speedrun have put in more hours than people who did not. That's why they get to do those. Mm-hmm. Except for cheaters. So right. stop <laughs> cheating. <laughs> and then uh, that relates to the factors I mentioned then. Because with the hype around, we want to get to where people are already without taking into account what they did to get there in the first place. So we skip or the the work is often hidden because what we see is already the success part. But we think that, yeah, we I, I can do the same with less effort. I can do the same without going through what he did. And uh, that makes us overly eager to, to rush the process. And the shortcuts, unlike in games, in life, the shortcuts doesn't really speed up the process or give you just... I don't know, short-lived glimpses of success that would eventually bite your A down the road. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. It is true. Like, I love the part where you said the work is often hidden. Mm -hmm. I think it's so hard, especially with social media right now, because like everyone, obviously everyone wants to celebrate their wins and, you know, just be proud of everything that they get to do in life mm-hmm. um, with the life that they have. But I think that also contributed a lot to us thinking that, oh my gosh, how do I get there mm-hmm. right away? Or like, how do I get there the quickest way possible? And then you know, the work is hidden. So like we don't really understand what they did to get to where they are. And sort of that makes us not get there. Like we, we sort of take a detour or we sort of get derailed because we're sort of chasing this shiny image of success mm-hmm. that we don't actually understand what we need to do to get to that same spot. And I don't know. That's also something that I have to actively remind myself because I also find myself sort of pressured in a way mm-hmm. to to keep achieving something. It's a process. Mm-hmm. It's a long process. And um, you can't get the results that you want if you're not willing to do the things to actually get yep. it. I agree. And you can't get it if you don't know what those things are, right? It's really It really is a mindset thing, Deba. Mm-hmm. And the mindset part also is a hard thing to to establish, especially if you're believing something different and you're not really willing to change it. Napapa-reflect tuloy ako. Nakaka-internal reflection bigla. I think I connected with you. That is it. Parang napatulala din ako. No, bing ginagawa ko ngayon. No, bing ginagawa ko ngayon. But I remember, I remember a pro player. I also like watching yung mga live streams eh. And um, I remember one pro player in Valorant, si Boaster of Fnatic. People there like frustrated because they're hard stuck on a low rank. And that's like they're, they're playing just every day, struggling. Uh, why can I get to the next rank? Why can I get to a higher rank I am they they're thinking I have skills that are for a higher rank but I'm just the game is unfair but um the the player said it's because connecting back to the mindset he said you're playing to you're just playing to get the next medal and you're just playing to get the next medal you're not playing to actually improve but if you're focused on the process and you're playing to improve, the ranks are a byproduct. Because mm-hmm. if you're performing well, 
it means you're improving on the game. And if you're performing well, then naturally you're ranking up. But because of the frustration to just, I just want to be in the top rank, people get fixated on titles, on, um, I don't know, achievements to post, but not really on what am I learning? What is this setting me up to do? And I think that's the parallel between playing to improve and then playing just, I don't know, to, to get the next medal. Mm-hmm. I love that. Playing to improve. That's amazing. And it sort of ties in with what you shared earlier about the whole overconfidence thing or just like that ego aspect of this all. You just want to focus on um, what you can call yourself, mm-hmm. your rank, the title, the medal. But that's not really the most important thing. And yeah, it, it's uh, a reminder that I think all of us will need from time mm-hmm. to time, Rene. Especially if we can, if we get blinded by the achievements, by that success that we taste. Um, and so, yeah, play to improve. I love that. I love that mindset. And I really wish we had more time to discuss <laughs> a lot more topics, but um, we are nearing a bit the end of the, the episode. But as a last question, since we're also already talking about mindset, what is a mindset that you think? people can sort of start to adapt or maybe you know learn to help them better understand how they can uh how they can handle their money what i would love to leave the listeners of the equip podcast the one mindset that would help you daily that would improve your relationship with money is that money is a reflection of the value that you contribute your compensation, whatever it is, isn't even if it's uh, mostly money, um, but even the other things that you get compensated with, it's a direct reflection of how much value you're adding to people. And uh, if you focus on concentrating, or sorry, if you go, if you concentrate on adding value, you'll have this brand of some sort that. Even when all the other brand or even all, even if all the other characters are doing not so well, yours is the one that shoots up. Because if you're focused on creating value for others, that would make you more valuable to them. Uh, I think that's it. The people oftentimes focus on the getting part without acknowledging the process of giving as well. We live in a world or in a time that it's almost to each his own talaga. I, parang, uh, I don't care about you. I need to get what's mine or what's what I deserve. And uh, this this kind of mindset actually is taking a lot from us, not from the other people. Because it, it uh, closes the doors of collaboration, the, um, the doors of... Um, what do you call this to better opportunities that would stem from giving to others. I think that's uh I think it's a bird's eye view or high level concept that it really ties to the concept of money as money has no value. It's a value that's decided upon by the people who use it. Very not specific, <laughs> but I, I'd love to get that message across. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it does take um sort of this 
a, a, a more mature understanding of money itself and also just like tying into what you choose to do with your careers or your life. I think mm. it's a beautiful concept. Thank you for sharing that with all of us. And I'm so happy that that's the note we are ending this <laughs> podcast on. It's so amazing to have you. I'm just really grateful that you, you know, a lot of time to be here. Like, that's crazy. And I don't know if you know this, but on the podcast, what I like to do at the very end of each episode is um, give the listeners a question to ponder on for the rest of the week. And so as our guest for this episode... What is a question that you would want to leave our listeners um, to ponder on? Uh, I'd go back to gaming. I'd go back to the uh, roles in games, role-playing games. So on that note, if you were doing the thing or the things that you are the best at or you, you're, you have the most strength at, what would you be doing now? Nice. Okay, there you have it, you guys. That is the question of the week. If it were up to your strengths, what would you be doing right now? And so again, you guys just heard from Matt Alamar. Again, if you guys want to hear more from him, he has a lot more content on Facebook. And again, he also is currently a financial consultant. And I'll make sure to leave all of those links in the description box below. And so again, thank you so much, Matt, for your time. It has been an honor talking to you. And so there you guys have it. Thank you guys so much also for spending time listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to follow, rate, and review the podcast. It really means a lot to us. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great week ahead. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and also stay equipped. Bye!